This is PhotoBizX episode number 347, and today we're sticking with personal brand photography with a photographer who transitioned from wedding photography and is now booked around the world and living the life you would absolutely dream of shooting personal brand projects for paying clients. I'm talking about Wendy Yellum, and that interview's coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm coming to you today from Japan, a little ski resort in Miyoko by the name of Akakura Kanko. <laughs> and I'm in the most amazing hotel. I'm looking out across the road and I can see the gondola station. We are that close to the snowfields. It's, uh, it's spectacular here. I'm taking a day off to get the podcast done, recorded and out to you. My brother Simon, my youngest brother Simon and my eldest son Matthew are out skiing. They're actually having a go at snowboarding today. I'm hoping there's going to be no injuries because we are all skiers, but these guys were motivated to give snowboarding a try. So (laughs) I hope they're okay out there. In regards to me and my week, yeah, it's been it's been full of travel and skiing. It's been yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's so great to be able to get away and do this with my my oldest son and my brother. I wish my younger son Jordan was here with us, but he has an apprenticeship. He's just finished actually today. He's finished his apprenticeship as a locksmith, which I'm super proud of. And I told him, although it may not feel like a massive thing to him right now, and he has had to make some sacrifices to get this apprenticeship, you know, he's missed out on some of these holidays, like the one we're on right now. But in the long run, I know that he'll be very, very happy. And he'll be as proud of himself as I am. And and Linda is as well for getting through his apprenticeship and having that trade behind him now, something that can't be taken away. And I said, you know, from here on, he can really go out and try other things because he has that trade certificate behind him. He has that piece of paper. He has those skills. No one can take those away from him now. Uh, I don't know how I got to talking about Jordan and his apprenticeship, but yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty cool thing. As far as me and my week, oh, that's where I started. Yeah, it's been full of travel, but I've also been working on or completing the video course that I talked about last week, the Ignite video course. I've been recording my daily videos as per the homework that we get set after each module and I'm seeing so many I'm getting so many ideas of how I'm going to be able to utilize what I'm learning from this course if video is something that you want to introduce into your marketing into your advertising and I strongly encourage you do and if you're at all hesitant about how to get started if you're nervous about recording if you don't like the idea of getting on camera go and check out this course Uh, I've, I've finding it so, so valuable. Uh, I've got a link to it. It's photobizx.com forward slash ignite, I-G-N-I-T-E. It's super simple. It's very inexpensive at $20. And it's a super supportive group with lots of simple tasks to get you used to recording. I've been doing it for two weeks now. So I've recorded uh, 10 videos, 10 daily videos. We have the weekends off. So two more weeks to go. And I believe if I record a video 
for each of the projects that we're set. Then we'll also get a 30-day marketing plan slash calendar to, to continue with this. But I mean, I've already got so many ideas, just simple things like answering questions that I hear from prospective clients, from clients uh, in regards to PhotoBizX, from you listeners. I get so many questions about things like the Facebook ads course. I, I got one this morning from a listener who's doing the Facebook ads course. In the ad, she's advertised for five clients. She just got back to me and said, I've got so many good applicants. Do I really have to pick out five? And the answer is absolutely no. The idea is you photograph as many ideal clients as you possibly can that you get from your Facebook ads. You do not have to only shoot what you've advertised for. And there's simple ways to explain that to the clients. You know, as simple as saying, I only advertise for five, I've got my five, but you are my perfect people. We've gelled so well. I love the sound of your family, your pet, your kids, whatever it is that you're shooting. I think it would be amazing for us to work together. I'm going to extend this offer to you as well. So you can simply offer more than what you're advertising for in your advertisements. Again, I digress. These are little ways I can see as valuable ways to utilize video in my marketing, in my advertising, in staying relevant and out there. So if these are things that you'd like to do as well, yeah, and you're at all nervous about recording video, again, go and check out the course, the Ignite video course. It's really, really cool, really simple. Okay, I'm gonna keep this intro short. I'm gonna jump into the rest of what we're gonna get through before we jump into this interview with Wendy Yellum. Because if I've got time, <laughs> I'm gonna get out there and have a few turns in the snow as well. In last week's episode, episode 346, I interviewed John DiMatteo, who is a personal brand photographer based in New York. He has built up a successful business shooting personal brand photography. Yes, he does also shoot headshots, but most of his clients take up personal brand photography once they see what's included with that package or those packages. I don't know if you can hear that noise, that rattling noise in the background. That's the light fitting that's shaking every time a car or truck passes by at the front of this hotel. So I hope it's not too distracting. Anyway, back to John DiMatteo. If personal branding is your thing, if you like what you hear from Wendy today, get back and have a listen to John. He has a slightly different approach to Wendy. He shares exactly how he's attracting his ideal clients in that interview. I know you'll be able to combine what you hear from John and Wendy today if personal branding is something that you want to pursue with your business. Photo Biz Exposed. Interviews with photographers to help you build a better photography business. Alrighty, we're going to jump into this interview with Wendy Yalom in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, if you want to hear the full interview today, which is the premium members version of this interview, head over and grab a 30-day trial membership. It's only $1. You can get it at photobizx.com forward slash try. And with that $1 30-day membership, you'll get full access to the interview today with Wendy. You can hear the full interview from last week with John DiMatteo. Plus, you get access to the full back catalog. There's so much more that goes with the membership. But I know for today, if what Wendy shares in the first half of this interview inspires you, gets you excited about personal brand photography, I know you're going to want to hear the full interview. So photobizx.com forward slash try. Grab that $1 trial membership and hear the full interview with Wendy today. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. 
Today's guest started out shooting weddings, and that's what she did from 2001 to 2011, after earning her degree in fine art photography. In 2011, she was voted Best San Francisco Wedding Photographer, and that's when she decided to move in another direction, to personal branding photography. Today, she's recognized as an international leader in personal branding photography. Her work has been featured on countless websites, plus the New York Times, Cosmo, Forbes, San Francisco Magazine, Yoga Journal, and more. And she says on her about page, for 30 weeks of the year, when I'm not at home in San Francisco, I'm traveling the world, photographing inspiring people in spectacular locations. And a typical year right now includes 100 personal branding shoots and mentoring up to 20 photographers. And here's the really cool part. Her personal branding photography starts at $4,000 and she's booked well in advance. I'm talking about the lovely Wendy Yellum and I'm wrapped to have her with us now. Wendy, welcome. Andrew, I'm so flattered by that intro. I just, the smile on my face is massive and I'm so happy to be here talking with you. Thank you. (laughs) It's my pleasure. And the funny thing is, you know, I think only a few years ago, if we mentioned the term or the genre, personal branding photography, we may not even know what that was. How did you discover personal branding photography? Oh, I'm so glad we're starting here because you're right. In fact, when I started offering personal branding photography, there is an ing personal branding when I started versus personal brand like it is now. It was such a small market that I even tried to trademark the phrase. That's how few people were offering it. And so the way I discovered it was I had a couple of girlfriends who were coaches and they needed headshots. And so as a masterful wedding photographer, I did the thing that all great masterful wedding photographers do, which is recommend them to a headshot photographer because I didn't do that. And they both said to me, we want something more than a traditional headshot. We want photos where our clients can feel us. And I didn't understanding. I knew that both of them were doing transformational work. So I I knew they lived in that feeling realm, but I didn't quite understand how that related to photos, but I was game. They were two of my best girlfriends. So I was like, sure, let's do it. I took photos for them and they were blown away. To me, they just looked like great portraits, but they saw something different in themselves than they'd ever seen in photos of themselves before. And it was this authenticity and connection. And so I started offering a version of what is today, personal brand photography, that was more of a headshot, like a more, I think I call this something like a connected headshot or a not so corporate headshot. The evolution to personal brand photography now where we see these incredible photos that people take in gorgeous locations and they're styled almost like magazine shoots happened around 2013, 2014 with, I think I credit this one coach, Marie Forleo, who's a well-known business coach in now the worldwide, but as an American business coach. And she came out with this website where there are these photos of her in New York, on the streets in New York. And it was so different from what websites had looked like until then. Before that, websites were these sort of like glam photos, you know, classic white backdrop, super glam makeup, like bright studio lights, like body con dresses. They were just so specific. And so she really showed us her. And it was then that I started to cultivate a version of that. And pretty quickly, I got clients who wanted their own version of that kind of photography. So that's where I 
stepped into it. And that's where I think it was really born. Did that answer your question? No, it did. So back then when you made that transition from weddings, and you're saying it's personal brand photography, not personal branding. Is that right? I actually call it personal branding photography. Some people call it personal brand photography. They're the same thing. I think it's just a semantics. Yeah. Okay. So when you moved into that direction, was that term even around? No. And I'm going to tell you a story that is going to sound like I'm crediting myself with coming up with this name or not myself actually, but a client of mine. And I don't know if this is true, but I'll tell you what my experience was, which is I was working with this one client, Gina DeVee. She's an incredible also success coach in the States and has a big reach. She was one of my early clients who had big reach and sort of like, I think probably my early most influential client, I'll say that. And I was calling my photo shoot something like VIP portrait photo shoot with Wendy. And she was looking at my website because I was so excited of this website that was finally, you know, showing that I did this other kind of work. And she's like, why don't you call it personal branding photography? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I don't know if that's where it originated, but I hadn't seen it before that. She just came up with it out of nowhere. So I'm going to give her credit. And Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so did you actually then develop you know, what you call personal brand photography yourself? Or did you go and do a course? Did you hire a coach? Did someone train you how to do this? Such a great question. At the time, I saw people trying to serve the community I wanted to serve. And the community I serve is spiritual entrepreneurs. There are speakers, authors, coaches, online educators who mostly are doing something in the realm of self-development. And so that's who I'm serving. And so the way I saw them being served with photos was like, I saw some people offering what I call personal brand photography that were nailing it with the experience of how they were just bringing out the authenticity in their clients, but not nailing it when it came to the quality of their photos. And then I saw some people who were doing really beautiful photos, but I felt like weren't creating a relationship that the viewer could experience with the subject looking at those photos. Meaning like what I really want for my clients is that when viewers see their photos, they feel like they're sharing a real moment with that person. And so I saw people nailing one or the other, but I didn't see people doing both. And so I developed that particular style. And I'm sure there were people doing a similar thing around you know the world at the time. There weren't many. There was probably a half a dozen of us, but people are tracking trends. So that is something that I created independent of any course. I then went, of course, onto studying like the business of photography. And I actually, let me take that back because I had started doing that as a wedding photographer, understanding like sales and marketing and how to really have a business in addition to being a photographer early on. But yeah, the what I think of as my version of personal brand photography or branding photography, I created. Nice. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) When I look at your website, your social media profiles and feeds, I can see you are going hard after those, you know, those hashtags and that term personal brand photography, personal branding photography. Are clients actually searching for that term or is it only other photographers? God, it's such a good question. And I wish I knew the answer to that. Honestly, <laughs> um, I think it's, <laughs> I think right now a lot of photographers are searching for that term or that's become like a term in the industry. I do think there are some clients who are searching for that term. You know, when it comes to marketing, we are just continue to just test, test what works. You know, other terms we use are like creative headshots, website photos, you know, 
entrepreneurial photos. We sort of, we throw everything at the wall and hope something sticks. And so I think that clients are becoming more educated about that term. And I think you are right on in that it's really the majority of people who are using that term are photographers. Mm -hmm. And that's the feeling I get, but I don't know if many people would be searching for that term where they probably are looking for the things that you just said, you know, website photographer or website headshot photos, things like that to grow their brand. What I imagine happens for clients and who knows, but I can imagine there's a handful out there who either come to me through some other channel, Pinterest, or somebody refers them or Instagram, whatever, like they find my photos somewhere and then they go there and then they see what it's called. And so then maybe they know and start searching for that term. I think that people are becoming more and more educated because the term is getting used more and more frequently. Like I said, when I started, you would put that term into Google and you'd get like, I think there was something like 60,000 you know, 60,000 matches. And so when we applied for the trademark, it was like, that was nothing. Now you put it in, there's like 6 million. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think it's growing. What happened with the trademark thing? It was still too general. I needed to add the, to make it trademarked. You know, in retrospect, I'm really glad I didn't do that because then for anybody who's ever decided to trademark something like this, you end up becoming like a full-time litigator, (laughs) which is like no fun. And who cares if I had the, you know, I didn't quite get the power of what the purpose was. Somebody told me a trademark it. So I thought, okay, I'll do that. (laughs) So you've been doing this for a while now, you know, coming up to, I guess, close enough to 10 years. What about the photographer that's listening? Let's say they are a wedding or a portrait photographer and they love the idea of working with these entrepreneurs or solopreneurs and they want to move into this field. Is there a big enough market? For sure. I think this is such a great question, Andrew. And yes, I believe there's a big enough market. And I believe not only is there a big enough market of people needing these kind of images, but their needs are growing. When I started doing this, you've got to think like 2012, I think, I can't remember when Instagram launched. We could look it up and find out. But Instagram at that point was still a place where you basically you know, shared photos of your family and kids with your friends, you know, and Facebook was doing some advertising, but nothing like they're doing now. And so in the years that I've been doing this, not only have the number of people who are creating businesses for themselves and deciding that they can actually build businesses that, you know, both are financially profitable and also serve their passion, but their needs for images has grown exponentially because the way they market that is through these social media channels. And the thing that brings attention in social media are great images. So yeah, I think there definitely is a market. Cool. Now, don't take this question the wrong way, but... Okay. (laughs) So my listeners, they were asking me to find personal brand photographers, get them on the show. We want to know about this genre. And the funny thing is that I noticed, and I know listeners have said the same thing, is every time I search for a personal brand photographer, that same photographer is also a mentor, a coach in the same space. It's like there's not enough coming from the photography side of things, they have to be mentoring as well. Oh, great question. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? And I know it's a curly one because you do both. Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked. And I'll tell you why I do both. And I get that. I've seen that before. Like there's a lot of people who decide that the way they are going to make a living is to teach other people to do the thing that they wish they could make a living doing. I think that's what you're talking about. Yes. That's a nice way to say it. (laughs) Totally. I know those people. I've seen those people online. You know, for me, the choice to do mentorship was 
twofold. The first was I just love teaching and I have become really successful doing brand photography. You know, I make a comfortable living doing this work. So one was I just love teaching and I thought, and I think I'm really good at it. And I enjoy creating, you know, exercises and showing other people the systems that I've put into place. I also have done a lot of work of creating really clear systems in my business. And I think there's so many photographers out there who I'm sure you hear this all the time, who take beautiful pictures, know how to make great personal connections with people, but are struggling because they just don't know how to market or sell. And there's just skills that they need to learn. So part of it was just this like, oh God, I know these things, like let me teach. So that's the first part. And the second piece is I love travel. I love adventure. You know, this, you read that this past year actually was more like 40 weeks of travel, which is amazing. I had almost 80 brand photo shoots, a a few live events, like a few other, you know, shoots over that. So it was like a full year and also two masterclasses I taught. And I'm 46, I'm approaching 50. And like, as much as I love the experience of like spending 40 weeks of the year, just exploring, like truth is I'm getting old (laughs) and there is like, I'm getting a little more tired. You know, I take the month of December off, which is really nice. But part of what I've been continuing to grow my mentorship is there will be a time where I can imagine that I'm just not able to give the kind of experience I want to give my clients because I just don't have the energy for it. And so it's partially building that out for my for my future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the two reasons. And every, honestly, it's for the last three years, I've said like, oh, I'm going to travel less. And over the last three years, I've traveled more each of those years. So I'm just not even going to say it about this year because I still have the energy. I know you're a traveler too. I heard you. I love it. I love it. But I don't think I work as much. Well, maybe I do. Maybe I do work as much. So your travel, does that revolve around your photography business or does your photography business revolve around your travel, if you know what I mean? Which comes first? Yeah, great question. They are intertwined, really, because I've created a business that allows me to do things like spend a month in Paris every year, spend a month in New York stop every it, year. Stop it. <laughs> right. And so it's like, yeah, I'm there for work. And I am like, I've got 10, you know, photo shoots in New York over a month or eight photo shoots in Paris over a month. Or, so, and then from Paris, it's like, I'll go to, it's stupid. I mean, I like, when you're reading that promo, this happens to me a lot. When I talk about my life, there's a piece of me that's like, there's this little like six-year-old version in my head that's like, Wendy, this can't be true. You know, and it is, it's true. And so it's like, you know, like the last four years, I shoot in the south of France and in Italy. And it's just, it's amazing where I'm, this business has now taken me. And so, yeah, it's like, I think they've become one in the same. So well, let's take Paris or the south of France, for example. Do you book a month in Paris and then try and find clients? Or do you get a booking for a shoot in Paris and then try and find more clients? Yeah, that's such a great question. So there's a couple of ways that it'll go. One is I'll get a booking in Paris and then I'll promote other dates around that booking. That's one way. The other way is I typically know that every year I'm going to get a number of people who want shoots in New York. So New York, for example, like I know the May is a great month for photo shoots in New York. The days are long. Spring is upon us. So the weather is beautiful, but it's not too hot yet. June is like a beautiful time to be in Western Europe. So Paris, London, you know, Italy, Spain, like I know 
times of the year that are good in those places. So I'll have people who I know are going to be reaching out about New York, likely, because I promote that I shoot New York and now I have a pretty good network of referrals and our marketing channels reach people. And so I'll book people into May, assuming that they don't have a deadline in New York or like now we actually have two shoots booked in Lake Como in June, three shoots, no two in Lake Como and one in Florence. So it's like, I know it's going to be in June. So I'll get a booking and then I'll promote. But let me back up to when I first started out, because I think I've got the luxury now of having demand, people coming to me, have inquiries. When I first started out, it was like, I remember my first time going to Paris for photo shoot. And I had one client reach out and say, hey, I know you've got a shoot with this other woman um, coming up next month, but we're both going to be in Paris. And I think it was in June, actually, that year too, or May, maybe. Would you be willing to come over and do it in Paris? And I'll promote for you and we can see if we can get other bookings. So I was like all in. And I think I charged them each like $1,700. And of course, you know, three weeks in Paris, you do not go to Paris for like two or three weeks for like $3,000 and <laughs> not pay, you know, it was like that first year. And I think I ended up getting like five clients. And so I just started talking about it on Facebook, promoting it on Facebook. The client who had asked me had a, uh, a network on social media and she said I was going to be in Paris. And so when I first started out, I was a yes. And I was willing to go whether or not I made money. I was happy to break even and I would even have spent some money if it meant, you know, two weeks working in Paris. I just wanted to do the work. And then a couple of months after that, I went to Florence because during that trip, one of those women I was working with in Paris was like, would you be willing to come to Florence in a couple of months? And I was like, (laughs) of course, you know? And so I think I had like three clients in Florence, three or four. And again, it was not, I didn't make much money, but I said yes. And I even that year went to Panama. Wow. For one client. And so it was like, you know, that was probably $2,000 and she put me up. So, you know, all of those experiences, I, I broke even, but I just said yes, because I wanted it so bad. Now it's different. Like I said, now I'm able to have some control. And so do you only shoot women or is it men as well? I do shoot men as well, but the majority are women. I probably shoot 95% women. Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's say one of your clients today in Paris she calls, she wants another session. She knows you're going to be over there in June. Yep. If she was one of your early clients as well, your prices have more than doubled. Are those same women still booking you or they're like, whoa, whoa, no, no, you're charging way too much now? Ah, good question. Let me see. Maybe think about that first year. I have worked with a couple of those women still. And no, I think that there's so much that has sophisticated in the quality of what I offer that I couldn't imagine they would be surprised that I was charging what I'm charging now. You know, I was like figuring it out those first shoots. It was the same with when I started as a wedding photographer. I didn't ever, you know, assist anyone. I just was, I figured it out. Like I I figured it out on the job. I figured that was the best place to figure it out. And I started by charging a rate that was commensurate with like someone who was figuring it out and and grew. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You've grown, you're offering more, you know more. You're, yeah, everything's different now for what you do. Everything's different now, yeah. So today, if you do get an inquiry or a booking for Paris, let's say, do you book a one-way ticket? Do you book in for a month and know you're going to get the work? How does it work? Oh my God, such a good question. Well, at this point, I usually am in Europe for usually about six weeks, June into the beginning of July. And I don't book anything until I'm pretty close to it. And I've, you know, 
kind of have a sense of how many clients I'm going to get, what the dates are. I'll usually, the way it's gone the last few years actually is, um, my travel is so crazy, Andrew. So for example, like I left my house in March of last year and I spent a month on the Big Island. My family's on the Big Island. I flew from the Big Island back to the Bay Area where I live for three days. And then I went from there to like Houston, Boise, Denver, Austin, New York. And I had shoots in all of those places. And I spent a month in New York and then I flew from New York to Europe. And then it went from like, I can't even remember. It was like Paris, South of France, UK, Sweden, Copenhagen, home. And that was like, I left at the beginning of March and I didn't get back until July 15th. And so that's how my travel works these days. Yeah. That is so good. It's so cool. And I want to dive into, you know, what you actually offer, what the clients are getting in just a second and also touch on your marketing. But I've heard you say our and we a couple of times. Is it just you or is there someone else working in the business with you? Oh gosh, good question. I have, well, I have, I have my, my, an amazing just assistant who handles all my client communication and helps me with my scheduling. Her name's Kiki. I feel like I couldn't live without Kiki. She's amazing. And then I have somebody who does some social media work for me, posts, keeps my Instagram professional page alive. And we're, she's been on and off with me over the years. And for the last couple of years, she's been doing mostly Instagram and Pinterest. And then I have someone who does post-production editing of images. She does all my Photoshopping, all women, which is cool. And then I have a bookkeeper. So yeah, like the we is... It's a team. You have a team. It's a team. Yeah. It's a team. And then I will also say every shoot, I have a makeup artist with me and I work with some of them frequently and they'll travel with me. And then I have drivers work with me when I'm in cities, the same drivers. So it's like, you know. This is sounding more and more glamorous the more we go on here. It's it's, it's legit. It's, it was legit glam. So with Kiki and the person who helps you with Instagram and uh, social media, are they all based in San Francisco or are they all offshore? Kiki, actually, they're all in the States. Kiki's in Washington State. My Instagram girl is in the Bay Area, coincidentally. She actually started working with me when I was doing weddings. This was back before it was so virtual. And then the woman who does my post-production is in the Midwest. So Wow, fantastic. So all working remotely, but all working together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And just lastly, on the travel I know this is a big thing, particularly for wedding photographers shooting destination weddings. What happens when you're going through customs and people, you know, you get asked, are you here for work? Are you telling little fibs? I do. (laughs) It depends on where I am. I mean, London, those guys are legit. So I always say that I'm there for pleasure because they really are I hope nobody listening to this <laughs> works for, for London <laughs> border control, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> or the UK border control. They don't mostly ask, but I usually just say pleasure. Right. But so isn't Canada like even tougher than say the UK or Europe? God, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I've been to Canada for work a couple of times and I probably have just said pleasure there too. So does that mean I'm imagining you're not carrying a lot of gear? No, I don't carry a lot of gear. So what do you take with you for a personal brand shoot? I have uh, two camera bodies and two lenses, a 50 and a 35, an on-camera flash, a Gary Fong. That's pretty much it. And then, you know, all this stuff, the batteries. and So no studio lighting, no tripods, no light stands? No, I sometimes will bring a light stand with me if 
like I'm going to be, I just got back from, I just had a week in New York and New York during the winter can be like hit or miss. So I brought, excuse me, a light stand with me and I can remote my flash. Uh, yes. It's just my on-camera flash to the light stand just to create more light. So it's pretty small. It's like, a, it fits in my suitcase. It's maybe like two and a half feet nice. when it's all folded up. Easy, easy. Yeah. So Wendy, how are your clients finding you? Great question. Referral is my number one source of new clients is people who've worked with me in the past refer me. I have some referral partners. They're people who have worked with me in the past and have reach. And so they refer me. Also, you've seen me on, I'm on Instagram. We get clients occasionally from Instagram. We do get clients from Google. I also have referrals from web designers, stylists, people who you know are working with similar clients. So would the biggest source of clients be referrals from other clients? Yes, referrals from other clients is our number one. Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. What if the photographer listening is thinking, okay, I want this for me. How much faster are they going to get there if they come to you and have you help them? Oh God, great, great question. You mean as a mentor, if they come to me as a mentor? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things that I think the photographers I mentor walk away with. One is like a clarity about what the value is that they're offering their clients. And this is what is completely at the root of everything, all my success. Like I am so clear about the value of what I offer being beyond just the number of hours I spend with the client and the number of photos I take, which is how so many photo photographers get stuck, right? They're valuing what they offer based on the number of hours and the number of photos. So first of all, I just want to get my photographers out of that conversation and into a clarity about what the value is of what they're offering their clients beyond that. And the second thing is having the ability to communicate that clearly and consistently. So that's the second piece. And then of course, deliver on that value when they're with their clients, which is a combination of understanding how to deliver an experience to your clients practically, like how to just organize the details of a day and hire a hair makeup artist and certain locations and just all those kind of practical logistical questions, but also how to be with their clients to have their clients feel their presence and passion and connection. So that's what what they leave with. I love that. So are they actually with you in person? Does this happen over Zoom or Skype? Do they see you shoot? Is it all one-on-one or group? How do people learn from you? Yeah, there's a couple of different ways. I work with a small number of photographers every year because the way I mentor photographers is similar to the quality of experience I offer my one-to-one clients. So there's two ways they can work with me. One is I offer masterclasses every year. I've got a couple coming up in March. There are 10 photographers in each masterclass, and then there's a month of virtual group calls afterwards. The masterclasses themselves are two-day live events with me and, and 10 photographers in each. That's one way, and that's amazing because it's just so powerful to learn in a group. Not only do you get your own questions answered, but you get answers to questions you didn't even know you had. And the experience of like so much of I don't know if this was your experience, Andrew. I'm curious, you know, learning business is like, it's really awkward before it's elegant. (laughs) True, true. Right? And so to be with other photographers who are in a similar place that you can like stumble and figure it out and talk about sales and feel 
uncomfortable saying what you're saying and still say it. And it's just like, there's so much room for experiment. And so, yeah, you can work with me either in a group at the masterclasses that I offer a couple of times a year, or I do take a limited number of one-to-one clients who I work with over Skype. And that's a four months of virtual calls. So yeah, those are the two ways. So with the masterclass, would we come to you in San Francisco? The two days, is that live or is it all online? Oh, it's they're live and they happen in different places all over the world. So I've got one in Orlando and one in San Diego, both in March. Each will be 10 photographers. The Orlando is almost halfway booked. And so those then 20 photographers will be with me for a month afterwards in a virtual classroom. So that then all happens over Zoom. But for those two days, we're live. Oh, cool. So cool. I was so hoping you would say, yeah, there's one in Paris, there's one in London, one in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I've had requests. I've had requests. Um, yeah, last year we were in Chicago and San Francisco. And then I, I've, I've got this actually free Facebook group for people, a, a mentorship group, and I put it out there, where do people want? And like Orlando just was off the chart. So Orlando it is. Wow. Nice. Cool. Well, I'll add links. I know you've got a, uh, a page for mentoring on your website at uh, it's wendykyellum.com. I'll add links to that in the show notes. But Wendy, where is the best place for the listener to see more of your work, learn about you and what you do? Uh, yeah. So wendykyellum.com, my website is great. People are welcome. I'd love photographers to join that Facebook group. They can search Facebook for Art and Business of Personal Brand Photography with Wendy Yalom and it'll come up in your search. They also, of course, I love having people stalk me on Instagram. I've got a personal page, which is Wendy K. Yalom, which is, you know, personal and business. And then I have a professional page, which is at Branding Photographer. So all those places. Nice that you got that one, Branding Photographer. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a nightmare for you having two Instagram accounts? Or I'm guessing maybe not because you have someone that helps you with your Instagram. Yeah. I'm so glad you asked this, Andrew. Actually, we're right now in the process of finally leveraging Instagram and having strategy around it. I've been managing just my own personal, and I wouldn't even call it managing. I've been running my own personal because it's fun for me. And I have uh, Gloria, who does my social media, who's been running the branding photographer one. And just this week, we've started talking to some Instagram strategists about how to leverage that. And honestly, it's so easy. I just discovered it's so easy. Instagram's newest update lets you toggle pretty easily between the two. So for the last few days, I've been toggling between both and it's been fun. But you know, for me, social media is like, I don't treat it maybe with the same kind of like discipline. I treat a lot of other things in my life. It's more like, I want it to be really fun for me when I go there. So I don't ever get into that space of like, oh, I have to say something nice on Instagram. I don't, you know, <laughs> but I make something up. So that's so good. Look, I'm looking at your personal profile now and wow, life looks amazing. It really does. It is so amazing. I mean, I feel so lucky. I feel so fortunate. And yeah, I don't know if I'm sure you have this experience too, because you travel the world and you've got this incredible business and it's just like, it just boggles my mind. <laughs> Well, we're going to have 
listeners go, thinking, come on, you two, wrap it up. Yeah, yes, we will. <laughs> Stop talking about how good life is and how good travel is. So, Wendy, I'm so glad we had the chance to connect and I've really got to say a massive thanks for coming on and sharing everything you have. I'm so looking forward to following along and also having you part of the members' Facebook group because I know that listeners will be hitting you up with a bunch of questions. So, massive thanks for coming on. God, happy to, Andrew. I just I'm so appreciate you. I'm so grateful to have had this time chatting with you and I look forward to tracking you and and learning more about you as as time passes. Cool. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Wendy as much as I did in recording it. Wendy, if you're listening, thank you again so much for coming on and sharing everything you did. I love your point of view. I love the way you've built your business. I love the lifestyle you've built with your personal brand photography. Uh, You really are an inspiration. And for you, the listener, I hope you did get as much as I did from Wendy and what she had to share. If you have a follow-up question for Wendy, you can hit her up in the comments area and you'll find that at the bottom of the show notes. This week, those show notes are at photobizx.com forward slash 347. Now in those show notes, I've got links to anything and everything that Wendy mentioned, including where you can get in touch with her about mentoring, learning from her, her courses. I've also got examples of her beautiful work. It's all there in the show notes. And of course, if you are a premium member, I'll be adding Wendy into the members Facebook group. So you'll have easy access to her there. If there's a particular question I didn't ask that you wish that I did, by all means, hit her up. I know that she'd be more than happy to come back and answer those. It's shout out time. I've got one big shout out for today's episode. And this one goes to Shell Harbour pet photographer, Bo Rosser, who's based in Australia. And he says in his iTunes review, he gave the podcast a five-star rating. He says in that review, hey, Andrew, thanks for the awesome podcast. I look forward to every Monday for great ideas and advice to start my week. He goes on to say, I recently got on board with your Facebook ads course. Wow, what a great course. I've now received 50 completed questionnaires which have ticked the box that they want to purchase more prints after the shoes. The ad has now finished. I'm on my way to getting through these sessions. I will continue calling to book in over the next few weeks and have also had to cancel a weekend away to get on top of them. Not a bad problem to have. He also goes on to say, I've met with a business, a local business, that have reached out to me from the ad. They have 24,000 Facebook followers and they're keen to do some third-party marketing. I've had one meeting with them that went very well. I'm looking forward to catching up with them over the next few weeks, just trying to work out how this will all work, but we'll get there. Bo finishes by saying, I never imagined my pet photography taking off so quickly, and it was after the live meetup at the end of last year that really got me motivated to step out of my comfort zone. I love your work. Thanks for all the help and look forward to really pushing for 2020. Bring it on. How good is that? Bo, mate, thank you so much for leaving that review in iTunes. It's a massive help for me in the podcast. But more importantly, mate, I am absolutely stoked at how well your Facebook ad's going. And I'm looking forward to hearing how the sales sessions go and also this third-party marketing promotion that you have potentially set up with a local business. Mate, this is sounding exciting. So, mate, fantastic work. Great to have you part of it all. All righty. That is it for me for this episode of the podcast. I've got links to anything and everything that were mentioned in the show notes. Again, you can find them at photobizx.com forward slash 347. 
That includes links to anything and everything that Wendy mentioned, links to the Ignite video course, the Facebook ads course, and anything else that was mentioned throughout this episode. As soon as I finish recording this part of the audio, I'm going to upload them to my laptop. I'm going to head up to the local cafe, grab a coffee, finish editing the episode, get it out to you. And I'm going to come back, grab my ski boots and jacket, some skis, and see if I can grab a few turns with Simon and Maddie before the day ends. I hope you're having an amazing day. I hope the week ahead is fantastic. I look forward to chatting to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 